Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, I'm Laura Jackson and welcome to Secrets of the Side Hustle, the podcast from the Sunday Times Star that's all about phenomenal female founders and how they turn their passions from a bit on the side to a thriving business. From beauty to manufacturing, tech to finance, and more. On this show, we get the ins and outs, ups and downs of setting up your own company. You can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do this via whatever podcast app you normally use. This week, I sat down with Natalie Manima, the founder of homeware brand Bespoke Binny. She lives in London with her husband and daughter and has spent years building up a brand while struggling her job as a therapist. In the past year, she's gone full-time with the company and we couldn't wait to hear all about her side hustle journey. Here's Natalie. Hi, Natalie. So nice to meet you. Hi, thanks for having me. If anybody doesn't know about your brand, how would you describe it? I would describe it as a brand that celebrates African print and African culture via the medium of homeware. So bespoke, I guess, as the name suggests, I used to make everything bespoke. Um, So someone would order it and I would make it as they ordered it. Uh, So nothing was pre-made at all. Uh, Binny is a play on one of my middle names. So um, my mum's originally from Ghana and I've got a Ghanaian middle name, which is Abinawa. And Binny is like, uh, I guess, a kind of nickname from that. You used to make everything by hand, you said. I mean, where did you learn to sew? Has that always just been a hobby or a passion? No. So um, originally I am a CBT therapist. Yeah. And then a couple of years into my career, I was like, oh, do you know what? All I'm doing is going to work and coming home. I probably get, I should probably get a hobby. Um, so I decided that I would learn to sew because I've always wanted to learn how to sew and I, I can't. I didn't have any skills in that. So I just found some like local evening classes and I really, really enjoyed it. I found it really therapeutic. And so that's where I picked up those skills. Uh, that sounds like it's a really nice escapism after quite a hectic day at work, just kind of sitting down and getting a needle and thread out. Absolutely. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. And so you're, you're working with different types of prints, um, African prints. Do you get these all handmade or are you, are they your designs or do you buy them? Like how does, how does that work? So at the moment I buy them. Um, so I get some imported from Ghana, um, but you can actually buy a lot of them here in the UK. 
Um, and a lot of them are actually manufactured in Holland. And it's a bit random. A lot of people don't know that, but a lot of them are manufactured in Holland. So I get them from all over, really. Um, the plan is to move to designing my own soon-ish. But at the moment, I just buy what's already available. I mean, how did you go from something being uh, an evening class to then a hobby to actually now a viable, amazing business? How, what was that transition? Bless you. Thank you. Um, it's been a slow transition. It's been a slow transition. So, um, I mean, when I started doing it as a hobby, that was 2013. So it's quite, quite a long time ago. Um, you know, and, you know, as, as it would be when you're not taking something very seriously, like slow, my sales were really slow. So I'd probably sell like, I don't know, I don't think I even sold one thing a week when I first started. It was really slow. Um, and it just kind of built gradually. So I started on Etsy. So I had an Etsy shop. I guess what's quite good about Etsy is maybe compared to some other websites, they take quite a small percentage. I can't remember what it is now. I know when I first joined, it was something like 3.5%. So it's teeny tiny. Um, now I think it's a bit more, but I still don't think it's more than maybe about 10%. It's okay. quite small. Um, and then, yeah, I slowly started to get like a bit of a customer base. Uh, and then I think maybe like 2016, 17, I opened up my own website and my Etsy did a feature on me, which kind of brought, brought quite a few eyeballs to my Etsy shop. Um, and so then like, I guess from then it's kind of grown more and more gradually. And last year, ironically, before lockdown and everything happened, um, it was around the Christmas before actually, so that was December, 2019. I was kind of discussing with my husband, I was like, oh, you know, I feel like maybe I should give this a go full time. Cause it was getting to a point where it's like, I wasn't making a huge amount of sales, but it was getting hard to manage everything. Um, and so we kind of agreed that I'd take a career break just for a year, see how it went. See if, you know, if I gave it more effort, what would happen? Um, and, you know, no hard feelings about work. So it's not that I didn't like my job. So I was like, you know, I'll, I'll take a break for a year. If it works, great. We carry on. If it doesn't work, I'll just go back. I'll just go back to work. Um, and so we made that decision in December before all the craziness happened. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but was that a, quite a big decision from thinking, okay, I've got a wage coming in every month. I know where I am. I know that I can pay my bills to going... I'm just leaping into the unknown. It was a huge decision. I felt really unsure about it. Um, I felt extremely nervous. Uh, I, yeah, I was really, really anxious that it wasn't going to work out. I guess obviously you, you tend to think the worst, don't you? So it's like, even though I did believe in what I was doing, there was loads of people who liked what I was doing. I was like, is this actually enough to live on? Because when we made that decision, I can honestly tell you it wasn't enough to live on. It was kind of like a bit on a wing on a prayer, just hoping that, you know, if I put in more effort that it would be, but it's complete unknown. I can't say to you like, oh, I was making tons of money and it was really easy to quit my job. That's not, that's not how it happened. Most of the people that find out about me found out me through Instagram. So I was just doing like a lot of like kind of promotion stuff there. And obviously because your amazing homeware is really colorful design. So Instagram is a really important platform for you. How do you use it to build your brand? So yeah, I use it to build my brand, but I, I guess showing people what I'm selling, showing them the process behind it, because people often want to see behind the scenes, not necessarily just the finished product. And I guess people will share your product with other people that they think might like it. So, you know, if someone sees something, oh my God, that's amazing, they might tag their friend in it. And so I guess you just build awareness really that way through word of mouth. Did we, I mean, have you ever had a strategy in place for that in terms of, okay, it's really important for us to show how I make the lampshade or it's really important to talk people through the process are these kind of careful considerations that are in place I feel like the right answer to that should be yes 
<laughs> There's no right or wrong answer. This is what's so amazing about building a business that people do it different ways. And there isn't there isn't a right or wrong formula, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. But I, I will say probably this year I have had to learn to stop and think about these things. Um, but in, I guess in years gone by and probably due to how seriously or not I was taking it, I, I just posted when I felt like it. I posted, I might have posted what I was doing or not. Sometimes I can't say that there was like a strategy. Whereas now I'm more kind of looking at my posts and being like, oh, that one did quite well. Oh, it's a behind the scenes one. Okay, maybe I should post more of that. And kind of like learning that way. Nessa, can you talk me through the process of an order? So say I'm a customer and I do a lampshade order. What does that look like at the back end for you? So the back end, that would be, I'd look through all the orders of the day. I would pull out all the lampshade orders. Um, I make the lampshades here in my studio. So I would pull out the fabrics of the lampshades that have been ordered that day. So yours would be in that, in that list. And then I would go through the process of making that. So with the lampshades, uh, quite a few components to it. So there's the metal rings that are there. Um, there's fire retardant plastic that uh, the lampshade fabric needs to be adhered to. Um, and so I'd go through that process of doing that, which can take me a few days. And then I'd pop it in a box and it would be sent to you. Amazing. And what about some of the other, do you get, do you make everything yourself or is there anything that's manufactured? I used to make everything myself. I don't anymore. I just, I physically can't. Um, so I still make the lampshades. Everything else, I have um, a manufacturer who's really local actually, which is lovely. He's literally just about 10 minutes down the road, um, family business. And they, uh, they make clothes and things like that. And I said so how that started was when I was pregnant. I was like, oh, not ready to do this anymore all by myself. So I kind of waddled in with my belly looking for someone that could help me with my orders um, and found them. Uh, so all the things like aprons, oven gloves, all those kind of sewn items, they manufacture for me. So every week I'll like send them a list of things that I need made and give them my fabrics um, and then they'll make them for me. I mean, you make that sound so easy that you just met a guy and he's just oh, made, I mean, you must have done things like sampling. So how long did it take to kind of product develop some, so like an item like the oven glove, for instance? A few months of back and forth, uh, testing different wadding, especially like the oven gloves, because they got to be thick enough, obviously, to, to use. So yeah, it, it was, it's quite a process, making sure that the sample's right, they're not too big, they're not too small, remaking, yeah, testing them at home putting them in the washing machine, checking they wash all right. It is quite a process. I, I didn't think it would take that long. It is. It's a real process. I guess if you want, if you want to be happy with what you're sending someone, you've got to kind of do all those checks and make sure that actually that does work before you then present it to a customer. So yeah, it does take a little while. Are you product developing any other items at the moment? Have you got what, what's next? It's a cheeky question. Um, we've just released a couple of new products. So I now have some tea cozies. Oh, nice. Yeah, some tea cozies, um, some like puffies footstools. They've just come out. Um, and we're currently in the final stages of some dog and cat beds. Oh my, I 100% want to order a dog bed. <laughs> that, that, but just the colourful, most happiest dog beds ever. Yes, they are. That, that must be so exciting to kind of have an idea and then from infancy bringing it to market and the fact that you have created something and designed it and been through that process it must be a really proud moment it is it's a real kick and I guess that's what 
keeps you going even when things can be tough sometimes because it is like I had this idea in my head and now it's it's here it's a physical product in front of you that feeling is just it never gets old I don't think if you could make one product that you don't yet already what would it be you know what I really really oh I don't know if I should tell you this yes please do I want to <laughs> I really my next thing I say my next thing I don't know if it'll be the next product so I think this is going to take quite a while I want to make a set of like dining wear so like plates bowls yeah but like you know hand painted but like wow but I really really want to do that if I've got a list that I always keep on my phone of like product ideas it's ridiculously long and so what I do every year is like I'll pick like two or three things off the list that I'll go for in the year but, but it's it's endless the possibilities are endless If you like what you hear and fancy a little bit more, you can get it. Subscribe to The Times and The Sunday Times for less than £1 a day. Just visit thetimes.co.uk forward slash secrets of the side hustle to start your free trial. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now, the clues in the name of the show, we want to hear all about the side hustle. And as we've heard, Natalie juggled working as a therapist while slowly building her business for years and raising her daughter. I wanted to know how she made it work. Uh, so I was working three, three days a week. Um, so I'd go to work in the morning, see someone between four and five clients, um, do all the paperwork around that, so note writing, planning sessions, all of that. Um, and then the remaining time I was looking after my daughter because she wasn't yet in nursery. <sighs> oh my goodness. And starting a whole new business on your own. I mean, how, uh, how did you manage your time? Seriously. Uh, on a wing and a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do a lot of stuff at nap time, a lot of stuff when she went to bed. I used to get up super early and do stuff before she woke up. 
that's how but I'd be making lampshades at like four o'clock in the morning because she'd be asleep <laughs> oh my god goodness that I mean that is serious serious dedication I mean how how does it work now do you feel like you are still working all hours even though you haven't you know got the juggle of the two jobs I'm still working quite a lot of hours but you know I am I'm I'm lucky that I can pick my hours um so my daughter goes to nursery four days a week now um and so I just do as much as I can really uh practically so things that I need to do at the office I will do in the time that she's at nursery and then things like emails or like paperwork that I can do at home then I'll do when she's in bed. Yeah. Do you think you learned anything from your job as a therapist that you kind of put into practice with your homeware business? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. I think you do have to be quite uh, careful with your time as a therapist as well. You've got to make sure, you know, it's not just the same clients, it's planning your sessions beforehand, it's writing things up afterwards and then planning for the next one. So I, I still have to plan my time in a similar way. So I think that's been quite helpful. Um, I guess part of the whole ethos behind my brand as well. I used to see them as very separate, but I still see them as uh, not as separate as I had previously thought they were in terms of thinking about how colour can lift your mood and how your surroundings can lift your mood. So in that way, I don't think they're that dissimilar. And I always kind of have in the back of my mind about things that will spark joy and things that will... Uh, I guess, enhance our surroundings and our mood. So in that way, I think there's still, that thread is still there. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, through this time, we have definitely been wanting to buy things that have lifted our mood and spirit and especially kind of, I I was talking about this the other day with somebody, those details for your house that just bring a little bit of joy have, have just become so important to us. I mean, our home has become our sanctuary it's been the only place in our life how how have you seen your business change over the last year and what I think exactly what you said there I think a lot of people have noticed that you know in a way that maybe you'd go to work in the morning you'd be out all day you'd come home maybe have dinner and crash like when you're forced to be at home all the time you start looking around don't you you start with like all these things that you never got around to that people have started fixing I'm sure people like B&Q and all those kinds of shops you see like a massive surgeon sales who like fixing their gardens and things like that and um, so I definitely think I had some of that trickle down and people actually trying to just like liven up their space in the very beginning of lockdown so I think it was April yeah April and May definitely because of everything being closed I couldn't even get hold of my own supplies and the only thing that I could really get hold of were the components that I used to make lampshades. And it had been a floating thought of mine on and off for a couple of years to run lampshade making classes, physical ones. Um, and so uh, we were really thinking about, okay, like how are we going to survive this time? And my husband's like, why don't you do your lampshade making class? People are stuck at home uh, and they're looking for stuff to do. You've always wanted to do it. Do your lampshade class. So we, we literally we don't have a ca- camera or anything. So we literally filmed them on our iPhones. I filmed a, like a tutorial and I was doing live ones as well. Um, and so that was a massive pivot, partly based on that was all I could get hold of. Yeah. <laughs> but it did really well because lots of people did take it up for exactly that reason. Like they were just looking for stuff to do. It was something nice to make. Obviously then they had something that they could put in their home. 
Um, so that was a, a big, big pivot that paid off. Yeah, absolutely. And then people get to meet you as well. And I think people are so interested now, and rightly so, in who is the person behind the business? Like, what are their personality like? Because, you know, when you get a lampshade, it's nice to think, oh, I've not just bought a bit of the brand, but I've bought a bit of the person into my house as well. And I think that just feels really special. Yeah, no, I think so too. I think you know, I guess as well as being a business owner, I've also done similar in that I've been buying a lot from small businesses um, and just wanting to support them, but like you're saying, also knowing who's behind it and a bit of their story. I think it just brings it all to life and it, it feels like a nicer thing to do than maybe a bit of a faceless, large brand. Partnering with other brands, whether they're large operations or independent boutiques, is a great way to get your business in front of new eyes. Even better when you get your products into a huge tourist attraction, like Natalie managed when her designs were featured in the British Library. That was a really pivotal moment, actually, because then it made me feel like, oh my God, this is real. Just randomly, one day I had an email from a buyer that worked at the British Library, um, and she said they were putting on um, an exhibition um, that was focusing around West Africa, and they were wanting um, pieces for their gift shop, and would I be interested in being a part of it? And I was just like, oh my God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so what were you selling in the shop? Um, My lampshades and my cushion covers. Um, Yeah, it really did highlight meet a new a new audience but I guess more importantly for me it because at that time I hadn't gone full-time obviously so it really highlighted to me that you know what you actually have something that people like um and people from lots of diverse backgrounds like your things as well um and that actually this is this is proof if you needed any that you do have a viable business and you better start taking it seriously. <laughs> yeah, amazing though. I mean, have you done any, any other collaborations since or partnerships? Um, I haven't, but I would love to. I really would love to. That was such a lovely experience. And I mean, do you, can you give anybody some advice on how you could get a partnership or a collaboration or whether that's with another brand or being a part of somebody's shop? I definitely think a lot of smaller independent shops uh, are probably a bit easier to get in touch with than maybe a big brand um, and I think it's a really good place to start in terms of getting your name out there and I actually think there's no harm in literally popping into a shop having a look around seeing if you could see your products there and speaking to the shop owner yeah just go out and do it you've got nothing to lose literally nothing to lose I'm in shops that very way so there's a shop in um, Notting Hill that got in touch with me for about a month ago, and they were just like, look, we love your stuff. We sell lots of colourful things. Can we can we order from you? And I was like, oh, okay. And that was it. It just happened. But you know, if they hadn't have reached out, that just never would have happened. But it's like, you know, I'm always open to, to messages like that. Yeah. Why wouldn't other people be? I mean, it, it, like you're saying, when you get something like that in your inbox, you feel quite flattered. And I'm sure, I mean, even if it was something that you didn't want to do, flattery could probably get you quite far. <laughs> Um, in, and in the wake of Black Lives Matter, a lot of Black-owned businesses have seen a well-deserved increase in support. Um, is this something that you experienced with Bespoke Binny? Yeah, oh my goodness. Uh, that time was crazy. <laughs> it really was. I literally woke up one day in June to hundreds of sales. To give you context, I've never had 100 sales in a day. I've never even had 50 sales in a day. 
<laughs> and I woke up two hundreds. Literally, I didn't know what was going on. So obviously, I knew what had happened with Black Lives Matter, but I didn't realize the knock-on effect that would have for me and other Black businesses. So when it happened, I did. It took me a while to put two and two together. I didn't understand what had happened. Um, and then uh, I think after about three or four days of detective work, I found out that I'd been featured on someone's page and they had like listed black businesses to support and the post had gone viral. So I'm like, ah, okay, <laughs> that's what happened. And how did, I mean, how did you cope with the increase in orders if you were going from however many to 200 in a day? Uh, panic, I panicked. <laughs> I called my mum, I was like, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> really packing orders <laughs> like late into, uh, uh, put my daughter to bed even with my husband and then like literally go and be packing orders like every night until about like one two o'clock in the morning and oh so, my like, gosh so we got through them like like I said I do I have not received that many orders at once at all and so like I didn't have a system in place for dealing with that many orders I just had to get through them as fast as I could On this show, we are all about uplifting businesses owned by women. So we wanted to give Natalie the chance to shout out some fellow amazing black female business founders. We'll post the links to the companies in the episode description so you can check them out for yourself. Bo Skincare, B-O-W-E Skincare. Um, Kazvari made it. She's got a page on Instagram, which is hilarious. She does like almost like social commentary via cartoons. She's so funny. But she also sells like some of what she makes. She puts it on products and sells them. So she does things like chopping boards, which I have a few at home. Who else can I shout out off the top of my head? Why Fit? Why Fit sell um, really, really nice like active sportswear. They're a good one to check out. Niche Tea. She sells really, really amazing, lovely tea blends. Ooh. <laughs> amazing. Thank you so much. Every episode on the show, we ask our guests to throw forward a question for the next one. Last time we sat down with Borrow My Doggy founder, Rika. Here's what she wanted to ask Natalie. So my question to the next female founder is how do you motivate your team and how do you motivate yourself? Oh, how do I motivate myself? You know what? Someone asked me something similar the other day. It's going to probably sound like a silly answer, but I don't care. I'm going to say it anyway. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> because she, she just has certain songs that just make you feel like, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to. I said, sometimes I'm having a rubbish day. I will pull out a playlist of certain songs that will just pump me up and make me feel like you can do it however difficult it looks however hard it is you can just boss through it and do it and I absolutely love that and that is so true like you could literally think about a Beyonce song for every point in your life whether you split up with your boyfriend you want to feel empowered like I love that answer um have you got a question Natalie for our next guest I would like to know if you weren't running the business that you're running now what would you be doing Oh, now that is a good one. Okay, we've got one final question for you. What does the future look like for Bespoke Binny? Colourful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Thank you so much. It's been so nice to learn about your business. I think you've done amazing and also just having something as a hobby and growing it into something as successful as, as Bespoke Binny. You're, you are great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
As you can probably tell, it was an absolute joy speaking with Natalie and learning all about her business. You can check out some of her gorgeous eye-catching prints for yourself at her website, bespokebinny.com, or you can give her a follow on Instagram by searching Bespoke Binny. They're both in the episode description. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Just do it on whatever podcast app you normally use. Right, that's it from me. Next week, I'll be back with another episode of Secrets of the Side Hustle, this time with Five Dot Botanics founder, Zafrina Sullivan. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 